What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're in the Fight Club, breaking down all boxing fights this weekend and boxing news that can be rolling in over the week. But as always, before we start the breakdown of Ennis versus Villa and talking the Ortiz versus Stanonis card that kind of got thrown to the side just a few hours ago, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on everything going down in boxing. And as always, your host for the Boxing Podcast is Paul. Pick a win of content I'm always joined with. Going on, boys. It's your man Marcus Prime Time Penley. Shit sucks, man. Another called off fight. What is it? The third time? Third time. I would give credit. One was Virgil, one was Stan Onis, and now the third time it's Virgil again. That boy Virgil, man, he's having what was it? Was it officially like weight issues? So I'm assuming his weight issues is because, like, they say it's probably because of the COVID. They haven't officially said it yet, but they said over that I just, uh, I literally just saw the tweet and I, I favored it. But um, I know from what I have did some research on him is he's had he had to pull out of out of a fight before because of the fact that he um, some I can't remember what it's called, but it's some it's something basically where you put yourself to a point of exhaustion. And your body, because uh, someone else was talking about some other sport athlete, some football player that was going super hard seven days a week. Right. He basically had, like, his whole body shut down on him. He goes to the doctor. doctor told him, oh, you pushed your body literally to the brink, where at that brink, it was like, I'm done. Like, I decided to shut down. So you have to push oh, yourself to, like, extreme exhaustion, extreme work for that to happen. And it's got to be the weight cut. It's the weight cut. This is his second time pulling out for the same type of reasoning. And the first reason people thought the weight cut, he had two fights after that. People thought, okay, maybe he's back. But the boy, he's getting big for 147. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I was excited for this one. I thought there was going to be some fireworks, boy. That shit was, them boys was going to be throwing. I was excited to see the, the, the prospect welterweights have a weekend to them. That shit was going to be fun, man. That shit sucks. I don't even know where Ortiz goes from here. I, I mean, does he try to stay? I don't think so. I think he wants to, maybe, and I feel like Oscar De La Hoya in his corner is going to try to, like, force him to stay at 147. But I wouldn't be mad if he did go to 154, never winning a belt at 147, because 154 is wide open with Charlo uh, going up to weight classes. Like, Tim Zoo was waiting on his big fight, stayed active. Uh, Brian Castellano is still around. Like, there's still some names, some beatable names, and some big fights there as well. I know Tim Zoo versus him probably be a big fight, but I don't know. Maybe- that'll be a that'll be a fun fight. But I I also wanted to see Virgil kind of get tested a little bit before maybe like uh you know maybe like a guy like that. But it kind of sucks because I mean he he still did. What was he only at one forty seven? I'd be forgetting. Yeah. He was a true welter. Well, I mean, not really true welterweight, but yeah, most yeah, Kind of wanted to see him like that's what I was excited for this fight for real, bro. I wanted to see him get kind of tested and see him go into like maybe some deep waters or some shit. That boy is nice, bro, and he got the power to take take him far. See, I'm gonna see. I'm just gonna say, bro. Like, if you're having multiple times where you can't make the weight. That's the problem, bro. Like, how I many – this is like, like, damn, bro, it's going to look like you want to retire soon. Like, are you – is it like 
him not taking the sport serious? Is he taking it too serious like that, like overworking himself? Because, I mean, at that point, you move up the ways. Like, I don't know what's going on, bro. I think he's just probably just too big. He's just he's aging out of the weight class. Like he's still growing. He's only twenty five. So like he's getting bigger. Like he's putting on a little bit more weight as he's getting older. And I think I definitely want, if, if he did, if he did go at the one fifty four, I would definitely want to see him like warm up before like attempts to do though. Like I I would have to look at like a list of some guys that kick off. You think he gets top, but... he gets the fun door off the L. He gets the the Brian. Yeah. He gets the Lubin. Did get his ass dropped. That would, my boy Lubin. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Low key, I'd be forgetting about Lubin. He Lubin just looked nice too in his last fight. So, yeah, that'd be interesting for real. I think Tim Zoo's a dog though. Yeah, no, Tim Zoo. I think is that like, even though Brian Castellano, former unified, champ, I still I still think Tim Zoo's probably the top of the. Prop right now after Charlotte departing. Yeah, yeah, like the way, like the way his route is going, he looked like he's definitely the top at one fifty four right now, especially with Charlo doing what he's doing. And I'm really looking forward to this fight. Like, not only is it on my birthday, July eighth, but it's fight of the year contender. Two of the welterweights, Virgil Ortiz, those be the next up, right next to Boots. He's like the number three or four guy, depending on how you rank Boots and him. And then, right. and then your Stan Onis is the one that was kind of always in the back burner, didn't get the push. He had a better amateur pedigree than both uh, Boots and Virgil Ortiz, but he never had like the backing or anything. So, and then he kind of looked shaky in his last couple performances the Thomas DeLorme and the uh, Justin DeLoach fight. But then he followed that up with a good win over Butiev, where a lot of people thought Butiev would beat him on the Spinched Ugas undercard. And he gets a good win over him, looked better than ever. So leading up to this fight, it was kind of like, okay, Stan Onis is legit, undefeated welterweight. He's not just someone that can beat up cans. And in Virgil Ortiz, he has beaten former world champions like um, Maurice Hooker, Samuel Vargas. He fought uh, Antonio Orzoco. And like, and he's looked good in all his fights. Knocked out everybody up until this point. I, be- I believe everyone he's fought, he's knocked their ass out. Yeah, that's what I was saying, bro. That shit was gonna be some fireworks. So, like, honestly, man, shit sucks that we not getting it. But yeah. I was, I've been hyped for the first time when they first announced this shit. And I'm not gonna lie, I was gonna lean towards Stan Lewis because of the inside information that I heard about how he it's a serious weight cut. He's had this issue before, and I was like. They both fight with a high guard. They both like to walk forward. And I was like, I know Ortiz got the, the bigger power to actually put your lights out. But Stan Onis, right. I think if he doesn't have to deal with a bad weight cut, I just thought he was going to be the one that looked better for 12 whole rounds. Facts. I, I was. I wanted to see how Virgil's defense was going to be with a guy like that. And also, uh, I mean, I also felt like Virgil's jab was going to give bro – problems but I mean I I had Virgil winning it but I thought it was gonna be like a dog fight like fight of the year type back and forth split rounds type shit so I don't know man I was just excited to see bro get tested man shit it sucks that we're not getting it well what we are getting instead is still I mean another top tier welterweight Darren Boots Ennis 
arguably the best welterweight, depending on. Wait, 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 wait! I got one question what? before we jump in the hit. Who do you have over who, Virgil? Or I guess you was just bashing, bro. Virgil, I have it. Who? I have it as in my eyes, pound for not pound for pound, but one forty-seven ranking to me. Bud, Spence, Boots, Ortiz. Uh, well, Stan Onis, then Ortiz. Okay. Just wanted to see where we were standing there. Yeah, no, nah, that's where I'm standing. And honestly, that I'm giving Spence a little bit credit, but I honestly I think Boots could be over Spence. But I will get into it more when we talk. Like, Boots' last fight against Garen Tukdalazi, like, he went all 12 rounds and everything. He looked good, don't get me wrong, but, like, right. he looked like the same right. fighter that he's always been. Like, he hasn't seemed to level up. Like, I don't know. He just seems, like, stagnant, right. okay where he's at. Uh, but no discredit to Romain Villa either. Like, Romain Villa, I'm, I don't remember that. He was on the undercard of the Garcia tank card also with Boots. And he fought right. Rashid Speedy Ellis. And everyone had Speedy Ellis winning. And Ro- yeah, I remember that. And Speedy Ellis was winning. He was catching him, looking real good. But Romain yep. Villa just has that fucking power to change a fight. He's long with it, too. And he cracked him, dropped him a couple times late in the fight. People still thought Speedy Ellis did enough to win the fight going to the cards. But Romain Villa pulls out the, the fucking underdog win, the, the bumps him. This was supposed to be Speedy versus Ennis. They were they were rapping towards one another in the, the presser of their last fight. They're on the same card. And instead, we get the, the Romain Villa-Ennis fight, where Romain Villa earned, which I kind of give him credit for. Yeah, man, I, make, I, I think this fight is going to have some fireworks also. And, and man, I don't... I, I hope this can keep Boots. They need to keep Boots active after this. I want him to see him fight more frequently. I know the division is tied up with fucking Spence and Crawford, but I want to see Boots more. They need to be pushing him more. He's the next. He's Now I think where he's like 28, 29, and bro could be a fucking pound-for-pound pound star. So, like, I don't know. I want to see him more after this fight, but. I'm ready to see a performance, man, because I think people were was talking shit about Boots' last fight where he went, like, 12 rounds. He was kind of getting tagged a little bit. Like, he didn't look bad, but, like, I think people was, like, questioning, like, defense, and I think he went all 10. or Yeah, like, no, he, went, he, went, yeah he went all the rounds, and, and Chukadotsi was I mean, he, I mean, he was walking backwards the whole fight, but he was using his yeah. foot to slip everything, and Boots looked good towards the middle and end of the fight. Like the right. round four to nine, he looked good because he stopped. Like the first few rounds, he's looking only for the knockout, which he can do. Yeah, he, right. he doesn't have to, like, he trusts his chin and he doesn't worry about you landing on him. He's looking to knock you out. But then the right. moment he realized Kutalazi's not going to keep, like, he's not going to be hit like that, he started using the jab, started boxing him. Then he got a little bit too comfortable again, looking yeah. for the knockout, and then again started looking a little bad towards the end. But like I think it's more it's more of him. It's not like he doesn't have the skill set. It's more of him. Right, it's more like a mental at, thing. It's like you can't be you can't be Edgar Belonger, buddy. Don't be looking for the knockout. Go in there and box, and the knockout will come. Right, right. Like go, yeah, because he got the skills, man. Just go in there and work, bro. That's just gonna you gonna end up dropping, bro, eventually. But I, honestly, I think this is gonna be a. I don't think it's gonna be as much of a dog fight as I would have seen the Ortiz fight. But I definitely see Boots coming out with a performance and trying to showcase, like, all right. And especially, like, with the million dollars worth of game shit that was going on with 
Boots and Crawford, bro, is kind of getting a little ex- not exposed, but you know what I'm saying. That bro was like, damn. Like the IBF round. So I, I, I think I think Boots is gonna come out here and not not like try to be on some wild shit, but I think he's gonna come out here and put on like an A plus performance. I think he's gonna put on a show, and I think that I want to see him on a, a busy route after this, and go and start looking and getting those straps, bro, because those straps are gonna be available. Maybe not soon, but in the next like year or so, they'll. I think all four will probably be up because I think Crawford and Spence will move up, so the belts will be free. Or even, I mean, bro's like knocked on the door, bro. So like, I'm ready to see him really step up and like get some belts. Or even if he got to move up and wait, bro got size to him too. So like, I don't know, man. I'm ready to see what his career is, bro. I think pound for pound type talent. So the thing when someone said that Boots reminded them, and I kind of see it. They said Boots reminded them of Roy Jones without the defense because Roy right. Jones isn't getting hit, whereas Jaron Boots is getting hit. But offensively, his speed, reflexes, instinct, the fucking athleticism, everything. like Because for someone that big and that strong, he should not be able to throw the punches as fast as he throws punches and is able to literally oh, have man. his hands down Absolutely. and look at you and just kind of walk forward and, like, you can't land on him while he's throwing fucking odd-angle overhand rights or fucking a, a, a looping jack. Like, he's just doing shit that he, for his size at that speed shouldn't happen. So I, I can see it, but I think once he starts – that's what makes this fight interesting to me because – he could win in the first six rounds and completely obliterate Villa because Villa doesn't have the defense like that. He kind of just walks forward. He's a one-dimensional kind of guy. He's kind of tricky with it because he's lengthy, but he's still not very defensive right. now, very one-dimensional. And Speedy Ellis is tagging him off fight. So if Ennis hits him the same way, I think we could see an early knockout, some early knockdowns. But if this fight goes past six, and Boots is still comfortable in his head, like, oh, I'm whooping, I'm, I'm whooping his ass. Like how he was fighting Kuta Latte. He just got too comfortable and started looking sloppy again. And Villa has the right. power. And we saw where CDL is. Like we saw the power translating the late round, where that's what makes it interesting to me. Is if, if Boots doesn't make it, if it goes past six rounds and Boots is, doesn't worry about getting hit, and Villa lands a couple fucking shots. I think this is a fight where if it goes late into the fight, we'll see in it, we'll see Boots get hurt. And maybe not a knockdown, maybe not a knockout, but we'll see him right, get right, hurt. tested a little bit. Yeah, we'll uh, see him get wobbled. Okay. Okay. Good cause. Yeah, I, I, so I, I would want to see bro get tested. So I'm ready to see bro get tested, man. It's about time. I mean, this is for the interim IBF World Welterweight title. It's gonna go twelve if it goes all if it goes all the way, right? And I, I mean, it's either boots if it, if if it goes past six, I think it goes to a decision. But if it goes to, if it's under six, I think Boots ends up getting an early KO stoppage. He just hurt. I think he just Romain Villa is not defensive enough to not get hit. Right. Right. So, given that, I think the over-under is set at five and a half. Do you think it goes past the uh, – do you think it goes into the sixth round? Or do you think it yeah, – Nah, I think I think it goes past five. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I can see maybe like a late stoppage. But I think I, – I, I can't really say if it's going to be a stoppage or go all 12. 
if I the fight goes the distance, that's one of my bets is the fight to go to distance plus 450. Okay. It's massive odds. They think Boots is going to come in here and clean shit up and get out, go home. All right. I think he's going to put on a good performance. I just, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. He should. I would want to see him get like a stoppage, bro, to put a stamp on the 147 division. Really. So, like, I mean, he's been saying, like, I'm here, but really so, like, I'm here. And unfortunately, it's sad to say, even if he wins this fight, he's still not any closer to to a belt shot than he was before this fight. I don't yeah. think it's incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a sticky situation. That's why I want that's why I want to see him stay more active. If like if it's gonna be standstill, I'd rather see him be more active than I'm not saying he's not active, but I just want to see him more in like some bigger fights or more Stop the cap. fighting more often. Like three to four times a year maybe or some shit. I don't know. And stop the cap. Yeah, and fight, fight my boy, bud. And then, so that's our fight picks and everything. I even, threw, I even gave y'all bets, big old bets for y'all boys. The biggest news in boxing, probably of the year, because it's, it's massive. I mean, this is this is a big fight. Canelo originally was the fight, Big Charlo. Big Charlo started thinking it over. He doesn't think it's a good idea that he first fight back after almost damn near two years is uh, that fight up a weight class against Canelo. So little right. Charlo said, "Fuck it, I'll fuck come in." And uh, undisputed Charlo is what we call him. Undisputed Charlo said, "I'll fucking come and take that fight. Go up two weight classes. Don't give a fuck. I'm ready." Oh uh, yeah, man, that's just exciting, bro. Two undisputed versus undisputed. Little Charlo's taking the. The step up, boy, was calling out Canelo, bro. I should go. That that's definitely more exciting fight than the than the other Charlo brother. But man, I think so too. I think it's a yeah. better fight. Yeah, one fifty four Charlo, boy, can he can cause some problems, bro? And definitely how Canelo looked against like Ryder, against Triple G, against Bevall. So like. It's not looking like the best favors in Canelo, even though I'm the biggest it's- Canelo guy. And, and how look, Charlo I, looked against Castellano. Yeah, and, like, how Charlo's been looking with Derek James. Like, I think just, like, the boy jab, his his uh, output, his footwork. Like, I think, I think a lot of things could really give Canelo problems. And he's a little bit bigger. Not saying Canelo don't got problems with bigger people, but Charlo could really do some damage, bro. And, like, especially when Canelo's doing that standstill. Or like you know, pop shotting type, and Charlo can work that jab and really keep that jab in his face and really keep that output heavy, and lo- unloading all those combinations he likes to do with plus the power, the speed. I think Charlo has a good chance, man. I'm excited for that fight, undisputed versus undisputed. Canelo chasing greatness. You already know Who do you Canelo think wins. It's harder. Do you think Charlo moving up two weight classes hits harder? Then John Ryder, who's a natural 168 er. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say over Canelo. I would say Charlo got more power than Ryder. Born in Bevall at 175. I know he's not throwing power punches, but like just standalone punches. Who do you think? But Charlo, but I'm just trying to make the point. Charlo's power is still going to carry into 168. Like it's still comparable. Yeah. I don't think, I think even with Charlo's power, though, I don't think he's going to 
hurt Canelo to the point where Canelo gets stopped or like wobbled or anything. Because no, if Canelo, I... if Canelo can eat, not prime triple G, but like right outskirts prime triple G punches, I don't think anyone is gonna be able to hurt. Can- I mean, I don't know. Canelo is getting older though, so that, that shit could change, but. I don't know, though. I would favor B-Ball's power because he is bigger. But, I mean, I don't know. Charlo, bro, got some fucking damaging power, bro. Yeah, because it's not that I think he'll hurt him. I just think, especially with Canelo and his track record with judges always being on his side. He's going to have to hurt him. Yeah, you're going to not even drop or anything, but your punches have to show like they're affecting him. You can't just be tagging him and Canelo eating all of it and it only throws one or two counter, maybe one of them lands. Like, you got to be able to land, and the judges are seeing because, like, otherwise, I I worry because I, I know Charlo, like, judges like Charlo would be wrong, but Canelo fucking wine, dine uh, with them judges, boy. Like, he'd be, he be taking them out, yeah. you know, because, like, I, I've seen a few cards that are just a little controversial, but a 118, right. 110, the first Triple G, Canelo, like, what? Like, what the fuck were you watching? Like, I don't know. I'm just, but I mean, the what? The one thing, though, the B-ball fight, I think the fight could go kind of similar to that, where Canelo, if if he's going and like, if Canelo's not having enough output, and if he's fighting like how he's been fighting the last couple of fights, I think that's when it's going to cause an issue. And if it it goes twelve, it can still go Charlo's way, because Charlo does have a high output. Like he's going to sit there. He's going, especially how didn't he looked one of the judges, too. Didn't one of the judges have it like 115-113 Canelo? Not Canelo, but uh, B-Ball, but it's had the card super close in that B-Ball Canelo fight where it was just like, what the fuck were you? Like, they still... Yeah, I, yeah he's... But yeah, it was still like... Could, that's my yeah, favorite that's part, though, moving up now. these weight classes is the, the, the ass judging that they may give Canelo. Like, like that's I think wins. His best bet. Like he looks good too. He'll have to on you. I think Charlo probably, like in our eyes, will win the fight on volume right. and everything. But then it'll be like that's some. It'd be like a draw or some bullshit's right. gonna end up happening. Well, I can see it, man. Pound for pound, star. That's what and, comes with the. Uh, but with, <coughs> with Charlo moving up, it opens up one fifty four. I don't, I'm not sure if he's dropping the belts or, like, I don't know if it's a one fight at 168 then goes back to uh, his weight class or if he goes to the, the the other weight class in between. or I. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this plays in the whole box. I, mean, I, think for the mo- I think for the most part, the belts will be eventually up because I think even if he loses, Canelo's not going to defend no, the 154 belts. So I think. And then if he wins, I think Charlo's not also might not defend the one fifty four belts. So I think either way, it just might take a minute. But I think eventually they're going to be up. Well, I love it though. I love I I love it. undisputed man. It's lit. Canelo getting old. He's looking kind of rusty. He's looking kind of slow. He's not defensively there. He doesn't have the volume to be to be kind of eh stuck in the yeah. mud. And then Charlo got the speed, power, youth. I just on my thing though, I hope happens for this fight is Canelo puts that motherfucking fight in Houston, and so it's in the Charlo's backyard, and it still oh, yeah. sells out with all his Mexican fans. So he can oh, he, oh, yeah. he can punk his ass in his in his town, bro. That's all I just feel like that'd be oh, an yeah. ultimate gangster move right there. 
That'll be lit. That'll be some pound for pound shit, man. You hearing booze in Houston for a Charlie walkout? Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that'd be that'd be some gangster that'd shit. Be tough. That shit would be lit with Mexicans. Yeah, like people disrespecting the Mexican people in Houston. Like there's a fuck <laughs> Texas, man. Uh, nah, but shit. Other than that, I can't. Like, we're excited for July eighth. It should have been a super banger of a fucking weekend with all the welterweight, the best welterweights outside of the two fighting later this month should have been fighting on the eighth. We won't get them, but we'll still get Boots, who's our, in our opinion, the best out of the the top of the crop, as we're gonna keep calling. Um, and uh, stay tuned because we got Anyway Fulton unified for the uh, 122 belt. Can't wait for that. Then we got, uh, in the same week, Crawford versus Spence and all this shit talking, everything online, it all comes three, four years in the making of their fans talking all their shit. It will be decided July 25th. So, like, July seems to be the month of boxing right now. I thought they took breaks in the summer, but I guess it's a hot boy summer. 2023, man, the year of the boxing. And stay tuned for UFC July 8th. Also, banger of fights this weekend in the UFC. You got Alexander the Great going up against Yair. And then Brandon Moreno going up against Alexander Pantoja, who's beaten Brandon Moreno twice and has never got a shot at the title. So can Moreno defend his belt? First defense of his belt is against the guy who beat him twice. Should be a good one. That's going to be juicy. It is. That's kind of juicy. Uh, but we got to get the fuck out of here. Stay tuned. As always, we love you. Go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the fight. Comment your thoughts on the Canelo Charlo news. And comment your thoughts on Virgil Ortiz on if he should stay at 147, if he should move up, or what the fuck's going on over there. But as always, these were your hosts. I'm Paul Pickle-Win of Concha. I'm joined with Marcus Primetime Penley. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.